ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bowles. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Your question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's me, Johnny Smarks. Crazy, crazy couple of weeks for us here at Fourth Wall. So uh, I know I gave you kind of some sad news last week and all that jazz, but I'm really happy this week to announce that I am joined by the one and only Doc Haas. What's up, Doc? Well, hello, all. How are you, man? <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Um, it's it's funny. We were playing on tonight, being our the return of all three of us, and uh, we had a we had a we had a good amount ready to talk about. We were going to talk a little bit about Triple Mania tomorrow and some of the stuff going on there. And then, you know, obviously my life's been a little crazy for those of you who weren't in tune to prior episodes that my stepfather passed away recently. We were very close. And that was about two weeks ago now. And, you know, just there's been a lot going on. Obviously, you know, helping my mom get through it all and, you know, getting caught back up at work and everything. And work's been another crazy situations there's a lot of turnover going on there and then of course today we're planning on doing this uh this episode all three of us for you all and uh mm-hmm. 
Bones gives us the news this morning that his uh, his poor little puppy Logan, who has made little cameos in our podcast in the past, yeah. um, he's he's having some issues with an ear infection. But even more seriously, some some issues with his hind legs and with, with uh, possible paralysis being thrown out there, which I know a little about with our family dog, my, my our family dog that my mom has, uh, Cashmere. She's about 11 years old, and her hind legs are paralyzed, and yeah. she kind of just scooches, just kind of scooches around everywhere and shits at her own will. <laughs> yeah, Cashmere is a tough, tough pup, though. So uh... she's a bad motherfucker. She is, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just in like. The past like two three weeks, it's just been, and, and I know Bones and another at the close one person in his family. I think it was his aunt, I believe. Yes. So it's like just been this whole month. It's just been shitty. One one fucking nut kick after another, and everything's, you know, a lot of it's just so sudden too. And mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's it, for me, it's been crazy because like you know, it's it makes me sit and just you know when you when you lose lose a parent like that, it kind of just makes you sit and and rethink everything that you're doing. Really, yeah. just like. You know, it's like, all right, am I as ready for this as they are? Like, is you know, to my parents' credit, they they're both well prepared for each other's you know, death for the most part. You know, like, you know, they're very responsible people. And so it makes me think, like, do I, I, I got to be more responsible? This I got to make sure this. I so it's like, you know, in my own world, like, I'm planning on meeting with like a financial advisor now and all this crazy stuff because it's just yeah. there's a lot of things you got to get in order, man. And it's just scary because you know, he was only 65 and. He was a really good dude. We were really close. Um, I was telling the, the guys in the group chat, for those of you listening right now, um, that the only time we ever watched wrestling together was during the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, he, he really got into the NWO and DX, the whole DX versus Hard Foundation thing. We used to get a kick out of just, you know, how awesome it was. It was obviously one of the all-time high points in the industry where, you know, People who are watching went, went past just hardcore wrestling fans. It starts attracting people who want to watch interesting television. You know, so it was cool. We used to spend Mondays just hopping back and forth and Nitro and Raw. And it was, you know, one of the many things we shared in common, you know, including like fishing. We both like fishing and those other things. And the only thing we the only thing we really didn't share in common is he was an Eagles fan and I was a Giants fan. And no one's was, perfect, but uh, your, <laughs> your dad is was as close to perfect as I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Tough guy, oh, I man. Appreciate this, man. Yeah, he was he was the best man. I took his Eagles helmet, even though I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm actually looking at it right now. I remember you saying he him. tried so hard. Yeah, he did. He got me like a they got me a couple of Eagles. He got me a couple of Eagles jerseys. Got me dressed <laughs> up as an Eagle for for uh, Halloween one year. And yeah, you know that's all fun and all, but you can't compete with a Super Bowl because I was like six when they won Super Bowl twenty five. I mean, you just you can't <laughs> fuck with that. You can't fuck with the Super Bowl, man. I thought of you and Tyke, actually. I th- it might have been today or yesterday. I, thought I saw a meme of um, uh, Schmeagel or Golem, whatever you want to call him, right? Same person, <laughs> I think. And it was, I think the caption was um, Eagles fans remembering their one Super Bowl 50 years later or something like that. It, it, was, it was pretty funny. The precious. But uh, listen, I'm going to go on record, man, and uh, you know, you're going. I'm sure you've heard this a lot from a lot of people, but you know, Tyke was a great guy, and you know, really sad that he's gone. But uh, we got to uh, keep his memory alive and talk about DX and the Monday Night Wars. And I got to, you know, I thought of him too because I still, growing up, I never watched WCW. I flip back and forth once in a while 
all I remember was seeing this dude named Disco Inferno. I was like, fuck this shit. And I turned it off. Yo, man, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. We know who's talking smack of the Disco Inferno. There shouldn't okay? be, because now I know, as, as a smark, <laughs> that Disco Inferno was actually a great worker. Him, him and Norman Smiley, yes. they were like the, the jobber deluxes yeah. of WCW during that era. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, uh, you know, uh, Bones had this great idea with me. I'm not going to like let everyone in on it yet, but and it, it pretty much involves me watching WCW from the beginning of the Monday Night Wars. And Oh, dude, I've already scripted out like the show for you like yeah, i have man. a timeline i have it all set in order of what you need to watch in wcw it's you know and we're gonna i'll even we're even gonna bring it back to like the four horsemen days like the, the classic four See, horsemen and days. i've seen like, a, i've but, seen a lot of that just because i i watched the player versus dusty and stuff yeah but oh excuse and, I mean, me guys oh man i'm getting old that's another thing you were talking about do i have everything in order i turned 35 this this month Fuck, man. I ain't far behind you, dude. I'll be 35 in November. November, I know. Man, man, so... We've known each other since we were 12. Yeah, man. It's it's freaking crazy. So, it it, it gets you thinking a lot, and I am happy I got to... I was there when the Eagles did win that Super Bowl, though. I made a point to go out and watch that one. I'm like, I have a feeling they're going to win. I kind of want to see this... So <laughs> he cried, right? If I remember correctly, he cried. No, no, no. I want. I don't. I don't. I want to say he. He might have shed. A, I think Mom said she caught. She might have caught him, like shed a tear later in the night when he was really thinking about it. You know, because I mean, he's been. He's watched. I feel like every Eagle game. Like <laughs> I've, I've. I've. Know, I knew the man for thirty years. I don't think he ever really missed an Eagle game. Like, and I really think about it. That's just what. What he did on Sundays, whether he, he didn't always watch him live. But he always watched it. Like there was uh, always watched the games. It was it was crazy. So is that crazy? It's just a huge Eagles fan. I mean, you know, I know it meant a lot to him to finally see them get it done. So I think you know, a lot he, of us were like, Jesus, a, finally. He had, a, he had a delayed reaction. It was funny. Like they they dropped they they got the you know, last play ends and I look at I was like, holy shit, man, they did it. And it even took him like another three seconds. He was like. have the the big celebration finally (laughs) awesome man well again it's been a shitty month for us and from what i hear you know a lot of us at war have had a rough month so you know it is now august and i'm hoping that august is a better month for all of us although it is it is officially teacher sunday and for those of your teachers like me you know what teacher sunday is it is the whole month of august is teacher sunday it's a school night Perpetual school night. Think about it. Wait, wait, wait. Think about it. June, and I I can't take credit for this. Uh, Another teacher friend of mine who we both know gave me this. Um, So Friday, Friday's, or I'm sorry, June is teacher Friday. You you went to work, so it's technically Friday because you work on Fridays, but then you have all night. July is teacher Saturday. You have all day and night to do whatever the fuck you want. And Sunday is uh, the month of August because you wake up and you're like, yeah, man, I got a day to do things. But once you start getting to the end of the day, you're like, fuck, I got to go back to school tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you see, I, you know, I, I work in a, in a music school, so I don't get my, son, my, my weeks off like that. I envy you public school folks who get the... Uh, who get those two months off. But I also know how much freaking work it is to 
run a school band program like you guys do and do all the logistics also you guys I don't do anywhere near as much logistical work as you guys have mm. as you and, and George have to do we drink a lot <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that, that's okay not on the job <laughs> oh my god not on the job but you know what I mean. Oh, no, 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 you're right. That's not okay. <laughs> That's not okay. And I've seen some teachers fall from grace. Um, anyways, so check this out. Just before we start, I just want to mention this. If audio sounds a little weird, I have to apologize. Bones is usually the one that runs the audio stuff. And uh, Bones, of course, is not with us tonight, um, taking care of Logan. And his other dog, Peanut, who is probably equally as concerned. So uh, if it sounds a little weird tonight, I apologize. You're going to have to fucking deal with it. I mean, I got some nice gear here, but uh, I'm not going to lie to you. You're listening to Doc Haas, who is on Skype on my cell phone, being recorded by a beautiful Rode NT5. Because I couldn't get, I couldn't figure out how to route the audio on Skype on my computer into GarageBand or Logic, whatever I'm fucking recording on right now. Uh, I am a drummer. I know nothing about this stuff. I'm going to have to go to Doc Haas's place of employment, take some audio engineering courses. I'm learning, though. I'm learning. <laughs> Come to the lake house. Come visit. <laughs> so first thing I want to talk about, Doc, if, if we can segue into some wrestling. Again. Yeah, let's talk some wrestling. Shorter show, but there's a lot going on. But the, what? let's get the sad stuff out of the way. Harley Race passed away yesterday. I'm yeah, so man. upset all about the, that. All the legends are going. And yeah. get another legend gone, man. It's just it's gonna keep happening. It's gonna happen. Keep happening with our musicians. It's gonna keep happening with our wrestlers. It's gonna keep happening with our sports figures. It's gonna be happening with other famous celebrities. You know, when you get these guys who were bigger in the seventies and early eighties, like they're getting up there in age now. Like you know, mm-hmm. who else is old, man? Ric Flair. You know, who else is old? The Rolling Stones. You know, who yeah. else is old? You know, fucking uh, Hulk Hogan. Like these dudes are old and. You know, and they're, they took fucking beatings throughout their life. You don't see many wrestlers living past the 70s, man. No. You don't see many wrestlers make it to their 70s. Just, so it tells you how fucking tough Harley Race was, you know? So crazy thing about Harley Race is I, to me, he always looked old. Like, even if you look at his pictures from the 80s, dude, the dude looked like an old man. And he was, in the 80s, he was what? He was 75, so he was in his 50s, 30s, 40s, right? The dude 40s, 40s. always looked like an old man. And I had the the honor, I'm going to say it, it was an honor to meet Harley Race uh, at, at um, Access for WrestleMania 29, right? Um, yeah, 2013. I will tell you that I, I think I did Access right. I kind of made myself a whole schedule with uh, my now fiance, and I went with some people like Doc Haas here, and they, you know, they were kind of wandering around. I'm like, nah, man, there's some people I want to meet and everything like that. And Harley Race is one of them. And uh, I went up to shake his hand. He's got fucking bear paws, right? And <laughs> you, you can tell that, you know, there was some CP or whatever it is, CTE damage. I mean, he his hand shook. He was really kind of like trying to piece together what I was saying. And I was talking slower because I could see that he was having trouble. Um, but yeah, man, they do, they did take beatings, but it was, I have a picture. I should put it on Twitter of me meeting him. It was one of the highlights of my life meeting this man, but, uh, yeah, really cool. I, uh, again, when I I saw his age, sorry, go ahead, doc. No, go, go, go finish. finish. I was saying that, um, oh yeah, no edits this week either, by the way. Sorry, bones. I ain't fucking dealing (laughs) with that. Um, but, um, I was astonished to see that he was only 75 again because he just, from you know just years and years of wrestling his body definitely took a beating uh but you know great wrestler so fun to watch his matches too the man could beat the shit out of you 
Yeah, I was busy meeting Alberto Del Rio. I met him too. Yeah, uh, he had a. Um, I did get. To see, I did get a picture. I, I get to get a little picture of myself with him and the big gold belt. So that was pretty cool. I got to see the big gold belt up close. I met him when I met him. His father, Mil Mascaris, was with him. I don't think it was Mill there. I don't remember if Mill was there. Yeah, Maybe man. he was. He was there. Yeah, he uh, was. It was him. Yeah, he was and, there. And, and, uh, two of them. And, and Ricardo. Ricardo, yeah. who was a saving grace to that whole gimmick. Oh, Ricardo but, was great. <laughs> Ricardo was. Remember Ricardo took that awesome bump off a ladder? Uh, yes. Do you remember like when they did, wouldn't let Ricardo wrestle and he's a damn good wrestler? Hey, Ricardo, Ricardo could go. He was trained. I know. I know. <laughs> um, who else did I meet at that one? X-Pac. I thoroughly washed my okay. hand after that one. Um, <laughs> I met a few others. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Why is his name fucking? Oh, my God. I'm going to hear it on Twitter for this one. You, 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 and, I have, you and I have met Matt Stryker at least three different occasions. <laughs> and not at, or not at official wrestling events. <laughs> it was just yeah, walking it was on the street. I was outside like the venue or something like that. That just was Survivor Series. That was the Survivor, Survivor series, series where you um and then like and and then at Access we we better randomly right. at Access too. That's right. And I told him I was I a teacher. Like He's like bumped, I was. I feel like we go ahead. Go I ahead. I feel like we bumped into him at No Way Out. Also, we did. I was saying yeah. I when we met him, I go, "Hey man, I'm a teacher." He's like, ah, "I was one of those once." I was like, "Oh, thought I was gonna get Maury out of that, but all right." So whatever. <laughs> um. I actually just got to the point because I'm, I'm going through all the WWE pay-per-views. It's taken me a couple of years because, you know, life. But uh, I finally got to when he was in WWE as, like, the teacher or the professor or whatever. And great worker. Great worker. Yo, yeah. let's uh, – let's, let's Actually, yo. Go speak, ahead. Speaking of Matt Stryker, actually, I have a segue. If I'm not mistaken, Matt Stryker is the American commentator for Triple Mania tomorrow. Really? Or today, actually, because we drop it on Saturday. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think I read that somewhere today. Um, Triple Mania is pretty interesting because there's a lot of AEW talent on it. There is. And there's also, yeah, and it's also interesting because it's going to be the the um, pro wrestling debut of Kane Velasquez, who's an MMA star. Um, so I've done some just some research. You know, obviously, I don't. I don't get the channel, whatever channel AAA might be on in America. I don't get it. So I don't get to watch AAA. Anything I know about it, I know it from reading up and just reading news and everything. Yep. So I did some research on why the, what Velasquez is doing. So basically, you know, he's Velasquez is coming in there talking about how wrestling's fake and all this and the show. He said fake in a show without real blows was what I'm talking about. But then... That was in February of 2019, but then on March 26th, he signed with the company, and he's confronted by a group of AAA wrestlers, including Texano Jr., and on July 2nd, that's when they announced the trios match pitting Velasquez, Psycho Clown, and Cody Rhodes against Lost Mercenarios, Texano Jr., and Taurus, and a surprise partner. So I don't know... I don't, I don't know, you know, a lot about all what goes on on a week-to-week basis there, but it seems like a story that's been, it's taken a long time to grow and develop, and there's going to definitely be protection for Velasquez because Cody Rhodes is in the match, and it makes me wonder if we're going to get to see Kane Velasquez at the New York and L.A. shows, the New York show, which will be at, of course. 
Well, I'm hoping they do a little bit more with him than they do with MMA stars in WWE. I mean, Ronda fought. She was good. Right. I don't think she did any house shows, but she definitely fought and was good. But I don't know. It's been lackluster. I mean, Dan Severn. Ken Shamrock was all right. Never really got developed where it should. There was that one thing with his fake sister. But, uh, you know, finally an MMA person go into another company. Maybe they'll know how to work with him a little better. As far as protection, does Cain Velasquez actually even need protection? Can we be honest here? That is one tough son of a bitch. Yeah, but, I mean, does he know how to work that style yet? It's different than just go in the octagon and just go in there and fucking operation kick ass. But when it comes to pro wrestling, it's, you know, operation, like, put on a show that makes it look like you're kicking ass. Doc, so I guarantee Doc, I guarantee he's been training for at least a year or two. I'm sure he has been training. Don't get me wrong. It's just how well has he done? It's the, always the question for the MMA wrestlers. How well can they make the transition? How good of an entertainer are they? You know, like, you know, you talk about Ronda, you can talk about Brock Lesnar, but, you know, those are two, like you said, they don't do house shows. They kind of get special rules. Well, I wonder if Kane Velasquez will get that. And I wonder if does he want to work that much? And, you know, if he doesn't want to work that much, I don't think AAA is going to care. No, I don't think so either. AAA is yeah, going to a lot of money. Gonna, yeah, they have money and they're trying to grow and they need household names. So they have a match where Kane Velasquez and Cody Rhodes, who's the executive VP of the second biggest wrestling promotion in North America, are on a team. So that's, that's a big match. Isn't that funny um, that they're the second biggest promotion they've been around for like a year? Uh, another interesting match on this card um first ever women's tables ladders and chairs match in the promotions history is going to be at this show yeah who is it so their so their champion is kira and and she's defender title against lady shani uh chick tormenta fabi apache which I don't know. I'm not familiar with these talents. La Hydra, and then Impact is sending Taya and Tessa Blanchard. So they're going to be in the match too. I'm in it for Taya. So and Impact, Tessa. so Mostly Impact Taya. and AEW. Impact and AEW are both working with Triple A this show. So that's well. That's no, they're not. Listen, they're not working. Here's the thing, though. Impact stopped their exclusive contract, so these wrestlers are allowed. To, and feel free to fact check me, but I'm sure that Impact wrestlers do not have exclusive contracts anymore. I remember reading this about a week ago. So they can go work wherever they want. And I think it's the same with AEW, because AEW is not up and running full time yet. So I think they're allowed to go wherever they want. So yes, they're working them. I don't think these companies sent them. I think they're allowed to take independent bookings. Now, don't get me wrong. Do, uh, is there is their home promotion like their biggest... Like, that's where they go all the time, and that's where they're expected to be. Absolutely, especially Tessa and Taya, who are the two biggest female wrestlers for Impact, right? So, right. if you think about it, you know, they have a home promotion, but this non-exclusive contract thing is pretty cool that they can go work these events. And, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of that with AAA coming to America, which your boys here are going to go see one of those shows, and it's going to be in fucking sane and then um you know it's got um you know aew is gonna start a new war not monday night war but a war and well everybody's prepping for it everybody's prepping for it everybody knows it's coming there's there's a there's a there's a fight for viewers to be had you didn't let me finish my joke 
It wasn't funny. I was going to say impact is uh, impact. Well, impact, I think, is just going to just need to align itself with one of the bigger companies at some point. You know, I mean, they've, they, they, they have a good relationship, I think, with WWE also. So, you know, who knows what, what's, what's, what's up for impact who down the line. Who even owns impact now? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, uh, another interest, another interesting, what's going to be a good match in the card, a rematch from uh, Fighter Fest. Uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega against the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. That oh was an god. awesome match. Oh my god, that was, that, an, match. I, that was an awesome match. Um, I didn't get to watch the rest of Fighter Fest because that's what I got the news about my, my my stepdad. But I think that's the last match I watched in full. And just dude, the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, they just work so well together in the ring. They're such amazing tag teams. And you know, it's it's a shame. You know, I shouldn't even say it's a shame because I will say I'll give. I'm going to give Raw a little credit because the tag team title match on Raw this week was really good. Really, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to get to see. Like, it's awesome to see how much they've let the revival get to work. And the, the revival had a great match at Extreme Rules too. And uh, I just thought they had a great showing there. And I think it's great to see that, like, you know. WWE is paying attention when AEW is doing with tag team wrestling and they're trying to catch up. And you see those matches you just saw the, the Revival's defense at, at um, who did defend against the Usos at um, yeah. the Stream Rules, right? Yeah. And then um, and then there, you know, the, the triple threat match this week where the OC won the titles. Like, those are two of the best tag team matches I've seen in a while. On Great WWE segue. Great yeah, segue. I think that's freaking. That's great. That's all because of what the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks are doing in AEW. Yes, but can we can we talk about OC this this club? It's it's back. What what the uh, hell? What the hell changed? Oh, that's right. We have new head writers. Yes. Oh, it's, it was Raw was so aiming this week. I think Bones made a joke in our chat that the only thing that was missing from this show was bounce checks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he totally said that. By the way, Mr. Heyman, I do not think you're a bad businessman. I think you've done great things in your life. And from one Jew to another, thank you. I want to come back to WWE <laughs> and Heyman in a second. Um, I want to talk about another Jew who I am now the hugest. That's not even a word. The biggest fanboy. Huge. Listen. Huge. We need to talk about my man of the tribe, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. <laughs> and yes, he is better than all of us, and I do know it. Except I'm Jewish, so I'm on the same level. Guys, listen. If you haven't, and I'm going to plug another podcast here, if you have not listened to 60 Minutes of NJF on um, Talk is Jericho, you have done yourself a disservice for the past week that it's been out. He, it's completely in character, and I, by, by saying that, I mean his character is his real life. He is your typical Long Island Jew, and and like Doc, I know you probably haven't had a chance to listen to it, but you really need to. The dude, uh, it's, it's now on the top of my list of things to listen to. It's like, awesome. <laughs> it's kayfabe. It's in character, but really, I'm thinking about it. It's really, I think, just him. And that's okay. amazing. And and quite honestly, this kid, by the way, twenty three years if old. If it's not just him, then he's doing a great job. Yeah, twenty three years old, right? Yeah. Gets signed to to AEW, work for MLW, 
also, by the way, trained by Creative Pro, which is uh, Zack Ryder and, um, oh my God, losing streak. Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins School. I'm so sorry. I gave you a chance. I'm sorry. Thank I gave you. you a chance. Listen, guys, it's it's late. I'm old. I'm I'm trying to I'm talking, trying to do this. You're talking about Jews. You turn into a Yento over there. Let's I go. am. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, you, you Kurt Hawkins and your Matt Matt. I can't even think right now. Your Zach's and your Matt's. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Oh, uh, all right. Anyways, so listen. The kid, the kid is great. His character is great, and quite honestly, um, he's going to be one of the biggest stars in wrestling in the next ten years. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I think the way his his the way he carries himself and his confidence that shit can't be taught, dude. That's what? why when you look at the dream and you know you see it right away, I'm like, dude, that kind of confidence isn't taught. You just either have it or you don't. You you know you you're just reading my mind tonight, dude. I need to see Dream versus MJF. Oh, oh my god! god. Okay, I, I I don't do Twitter for very much, but that's a Twitter where I I would get into. <laughs> oh my god! They would annihilate each other with words. Oh my goodness! Well, I mean that's not you know you never know. You, you know really what? Never know. You never know if one of them jumps ship onto the other one day. I'm booking it. It's not out of the. It's not out of the realm of possibility. No. That could be an all-in match, or that could be a WrestleMania match. That could be an Evolve match too. Yeah, absolutely. That Since could be so many great things. Evolve is like that weird, like connection between everything now. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it, it's absolutely true. But no, I think if you ever saw it, I don't think WWE would ever put that on an Evolve show. No. I think no, that'd be that'd be at the very least on a takeover. You know, they're they're thinking it's it's a uh, their competition, but even AEW and MJF says it on the podcast. AEW is not competition to WWE. They are doing something completely different, and I they're agree. An alternative. They are an, an alternative. alternative. They are not competition. Right. I think everyone that watches WWE that is into pro wrestling that is over the age that they can realize that this is fake and are not buying Roman Reigns and John Cena clothing, know that there are other promotions out there. And I'm going to watch both. In fact, I think most yeah. people are going to watch both. Yeah. At the very least, at an interest for each one. Like, even people who are only watching AEW, they just might start watching WWE just to see, okay, let me compare what these guys are doing, what they're doing, just to you know, see how bad WWE is. You'll get people that watch WWE just for that at this point. But the thing but, is, you know, it, Doc, yeah. it's not going to be bad. No, it's not. It's not. And, like, I'm not even saying that to, to correct you, but it, it's it's not. We, we're seeing shades of such great stuff starting. It just needs to be followed through. And if it's not, even, uh, even, when WC, even, even when Ted Turner bought WCW and like the end of the Jim Crockett to JCP days, like WCW or what became known as WCW was never meant to be like the same thing like try, like a cop like it was always meant to be an alternative to WWE when they started their global takeover they were an alternative to the WWF and then eventually once stars started that's going to be the difference once stars start leaving once the WWE really starts losing like they already lost Ambrose but once like Dolph goes and then once somebody big like a Seth Rollins goes 
that's when it's going to become like a war. I don't think Seth's going to leave. I think Dolph will leave, do six months to a year, and then retire for uh, stand-up comedy. You know, or a, a Braun just signed a five-year deal, so he ain't going nowhere. No Braun, Braun, I think, is homegrown, and I don't think the guy's going to murder yep. me. Can Braun, can Braun survive outside of WWE being a big guy? Yeah, I think AEW knows how to work big guys, and I think Braun knows how to work his matches right. But you're right, he would get like, if you put him in a ring with like Luchasaurus, like there's just no doubt who the better wrestler is there. Luchasaurus. Yeah, without a doubt. Luchasaurus, he's like the, he's like the wild card down there. That, and I watched him at Fighter Fest. I was watching, he was in a tag match, Jungle Boy. Like, this guy is a future champion. Like, this dude can move. They have a great his team. Characters, his gimmick's great. He's a future singles champion somehow. Boy like, and his dinosaur, a, man. Boy and his dinosaur. What a great gimmick. So I, crazy. I, they're, one of my, they're, they're actually amongst my favorites of the AEW talent. So what's crazy about that is you know he was in WWE, right? Yes, I do know that. How crazy! I do know he had a stint in WWE. It wasn't a very successful one. No, no, he was in FCW. Uh, he wrestled as Judas right. Tanglin. Um That was his name, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he teamed with uh, Corey Graves. That I was think cool. I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. Actually, I, I think yeah. I know him from. Um, um, I know him from Lucha Underground. Um, that's okay. that's where I know him from. Um. I, I don't want to ruin anything. I don't know if you guys have watched Lucha Underground, but there's definitely a really good... I, <laughs> I laugh every time I see it. There's a really good uh, storyline with him and Taya Valkyrie. Because <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people are way behind in Lucha. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God, he's um, hilarious. Dude, I got to talk about, before I retire for the night, man, and we retire, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, I just read today that The Undertaker basically signed a lifetime contract with WWE. I saw that Essentially what it, comes, what it comes down to. And I'll tell you what, man, when I was, and I was, I was talking to my buddy Lou the other day, and I was telling like, yo, I watched Extreme Rules, and I can't remember the last time Taker looked that good in the ring. I know he's changed his diet. I don't think he eats meat anymore. I think he changed his workout routine to something more beneficial for a 50-something-year-old man. And it made it, I think it's made a huge difference in, his, in the ring. He looked crisp. I've never heard Taker get a you still got it, Chan. That's never happened before. No, because ever. usually ever. he'll, he'll hit his trademark moves and that's it. He looked really, really, really crisp the other day. Yep. Like, I, like he looked like someone, like, if they're going to do Drew over Taker... Like, you could even give Taker a short title reign and have Drew beat him for the title, and I'd be okay with it. Uh, I mean, he, he, looked, he, he looked good enough. If he, like, you know, say, say the champions, like, um, oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Bones is going to hate me for this. Say the champion winds up being um, uh, the WWE champion winds up being Nakamura at some point. 
Undertaker just comes out and like hits his moves and squashes them like Brock Lesnar style. Just like he did to Cena at WrestleMania 34. The place would go absolutely bananas and you could totally pull that off to give Taker one last title reign yeah. and then have him lose it through. You could totally make that work. And Bones would hate, I'm sure Bones hated Nakamura losing. I hated Nakamura losing on SmackDown last week. I hate when champions get pinned. And I do that's too. That's the situation. But that's too. a whole other rant for another day. Yes, um, like, I'm, like, I could totally see that happening. It definitely looks like they're, this is all building to take her Drew McIntyre long term. But uh, he was freaking really solid in the rain. I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, it was just, it was great to see because his last few matches have been rough. I think the Goldberg thing wasn't. I said, I've said it before. If Goldberg had given himself a concussion, we're probably not talking about it. Um, Goldberg's wrestling. Goldberg's apparently he's wrestling Dolph Ziggler. I know. I read that today too. That was earlier this week. I was just I'm going like, to be so really? pissed if that's a squash match. It's good. It's if that's a match, maybe that's the, if that's a squash match, maybe that's Dolph's last match in WWE. Don't tell me that. I just watched uh, Spirit Squad win uh, Tag Team Gold 2006. Dude, think about it. Dude, think about it, okay? 13 years? August. Oh, 16 years. Oh, my God. No, I'm just saying, no, think about it. If, he, if he's done in mid-August, does that give him enough time to be at the, first, at the AEW television debut? Yeah, 90 days. If he even gets a 90-day. I, uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't even know if he'll even have a 90. I don't know if he has a 90-day clause in his contract. Who does? Not, I don't. I think most wrestlers, he probably does. And if he does, then it doesn't give him enough time. That's that's only about 40 days, yep. 50 days. Yeah. So, okay, Doc. Maybe not. Um, I know we're doing a bit of a shorter episode tonight. I, I wanna, I'm going to throw some topics at you, and I want like 30-second clips from you. I, I listen to um, MJF and uh, Jericho do this. Um, they, although they did one, they did like, you know, like uh, I don't know rounds where Jericho would say something, MJF would say one word. You, I, I want more than one word from you. Okay. Okay. Got uh, it. Even though you just kind of talked about Undertaker, um, let's do this. Uh, CM Punk will be in WWE before AEW. Why? Because I think it's all the work. The whole thing. I think it's all the work. Oh my god! Um, all right, let's and I also, all right. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep going. All right. Um, let's see. Ember Moon. Uh, I didn't. I, I don't see the big deal of her losing this week and whatever. Like Alexa Bliss is mm-hmm. the fucking like five time champion. It's really not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm happy she's getting a title match. She doesn't have to win, but I'm happy she's getting a chance to finally get the show on a show. Show what she's got on a major card. Yep. Um, Scott Dawson talking to Arn Anderson. I think you read that. I didn't hear about that. Oh. Can you elaborate a little bit? I don't know. Scott da- Dawson tweeted, uh, see you soon to, uh, Arn Anderson. Hmm. Um, didn't the revival just sign new contracts though? I think so. Maybe Arn's coming back to WWE then. He just got fired. Does it mean so? Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Here's a good one. This is going to be good. I'll give you more than 30 seconds on this one. Let me finish. I'm gonna, this is going to be a, a double delivery here. Joey Janela versus Enzo. Give it to me. All of it. <laughs> 
I wanted to see so much more at their uh, at their Lil Wayne Blink One Eighty Two concert, their fight down at PNC. Is that a work? <laughs> that was. I think that was definitely a work, just because someone was recording it. Like, come on, really? Okay. Yeah, and whoever recorded it got like everything. It's a work, and they're going to fight at some point. Might not be an AEW event, but they're going to fight at some point. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Vince rewriting episodes every week now. Uh, I hear it happens more for SmackDown. Um, I'm one. Apparently, I read somewhere that Eric Bischoff's main thing is going to be the liaison between Fox and like WWE. So he's not doing Bischoff what Hammond's has, doing because Bischoff. No, exactly because Bischoff has so much experience there, and that's what he's good at. So I wonder if if it's what we're hearing Vince is rewriting if he's talking to Bischoff and who's talking to Fox, and then Vince is going in. Or and I also hear things that Bischoff just hasn't fully transitioned in yet, and Heyman's transition was quicker because he's been around longer and kind of has a handle of what's going on in the locker room. Whereas Bischoff's been out of the loop for a while. Um, I haven't mind SmackDown. Just I thought SmackDown was, was was good this week, so it didn't bother me. Vince's rewrite, whatever it was. If he was rewriting for storyline content for because he thought there wasn't enough continuity from last week's storylines, then then that's a good rewrite because that's one of my complaints usually. Cool. All right. right. Fast around. One word after the superstars I give you. Ready? Mojo Raleigh. Over it. Mm, Damn. Uh, On the topic of that, his best friend, Rob Gronkowski. Give me more. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, I would love to see Gronk. Why not? Give it a shot. He's huge. He's fun. He's goofy. I'm 6'7". All right. Adam Cole. Love him. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's he's awesome at everything. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a great. He's, he's got the best catchphrase, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's great entrance, great catchphrase, great worker, great promos, great faction. <laughs> he's been great on the indies. He's been great since. He's going to be great when he gets to the main roster. He's future Hall of Famer. Okay, I know it's I know it's not one word, but I break. No, words. no, I I asked you to elaborate. Um, Here's one, Alistair Black. Excited for him. Yes. Um, okay, one more. I literally one word, and this is I, we talked about him already, but the Undertaker. Revived. Oh my God! All right, listen, I'm the biggest <laughs> Undertaker fan you'll ever meet. I, Revived. I, but I don't know, man. What you can't tell me? You he looked he looked good at Extreme Rules. He did, he did. He, and if that's how you're going to use him as like a tag team match, and do you put him in the opening match? That was a great placement for that match. You have him bury Shane McMahon. Like if, as long as he's not embarrassing himself, then put like him in he there. Did at his match before that, but that was well, he was wrestling a guy at a concussion. Yeah, couldn't fucking stand up straight. What the hell do you expect? He couldn't. He couldn't carry his own weight. And you're asking Goldberg to lift this big. I'm sorry. You're asking Taker to lift this big motherfucker who can't hold himself up because he whacked himself silly. Yeah, because he's a fucking lunatic. He is a lunatic. I'll give you that. All right. All right. I'm gonna, I want to do this now on every show. I'm telling Bones. All right. So, fam, little different type of show uh, this week. Again, we are still kind of recovering from a stupid July. Hurricane July. <laughs> Hurricane July. Yeah, we'll call it Hurricane July. Uh, real quick, before we, we stop, um, in about 17 minutes, it is my lovely fiance Jessica's uh, birthday, so I want to wish her a happy birthday. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, Jess. And um, I love you. No, oh, 
I went there. <laughs> you all love you. All right. Final thought, Dan, what do you got? Um, you get a chance to watch Triple Mania this week. It looks like it looks like an awesome card. And for those who that really do follow AAA, it seems like they're really leading to conclude some major storylines. There's some stuff we didn't talk about, but there's a lot. It looks like there's been a lot of long-term build to this event, just from what I've read. And for those who are big fans, I'm sure they're going to get a lot of nice, lot of nice payoffs tomorrow night. I like it. My final thought is I don't have one. So on that note, I'm Johnny Smarks. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And I am Doc Haas, and you can find me on Twitter at D-R-H-A-A-S-E number four W-C. All right, Jeff Jarrett. J E double F J E double F J A double R E double T. That's Jeff Jarrett. Oh man, what a fucking gimmick! Yo, you're gonna see your baby tonight, dude. That that gimmick. If someone asked me to describe 1990s WWE, that's like. Let me tell you about the mid card. <laughs> yeah, think big, Jeff Jarrett. Big car was there. Think, think Alan Jackson and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, All right, everyone. Uh, for Doc, I am Johnny Sparks, and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Once you can to suffer my signs for fix And if you're stranded, can't stand it Then I'll give you a ship To sell you out of these waters And lead it a fish